For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome in, everybody. It is game week. Ole Miss and Mercer kick it off on Saturday at 1 p.m. And the good news, yeah, it's going to be kind of the hottest part of the day, but high 80s, much, much nicer than we've had here in North Mississippi over the last couple of weeks. So, it's football time in Oxford, Mississippi. Couldn't do it without you, the listener. We're so grateful that uh, you're part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Network. Grateful for our sponsors today. Debbie Johnson. Debbie's our real estate agent here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. She can be yours today. Just give her a call on her cell phone, 662-689-0090, or the office at 662-234-5555. If you've got that particular property you're looking at, call Debbie today. If you're looking to locate it and you don't know where it is yet, but you know what general location you want, let Debbie find it for you and let her give you the best value possible. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Believe It On Miss podcast. Bet online, the very fast and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. And look, it's here. It is here. College football is here. It began last night on Thursday night. It's going to continue on Friday and to Saturday and all throughout the next couple of months. Your favorite sport, contest, events, your very first to market odds and lines. Bet online where the game starts. Use that promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Also excited about our sponsorship with College Corner Store. They've got a brick-and-mortar store in Oxford, Mississippi, and it's easy to get to. Just listen to this. As you're going towards Holly Springs and you're going to go to Sisk Avenue, maybe you want to go to the movies, maybe you want to go get a bite to eat at one of the the restaurants over there, just take a right. Take a right on Sisk Avenue. You'll pass the Wendy's on the left. Oxford's Elementary School will be on the right. And across the road on the left at the bottom of the hill, it's the Oxford Commons. And right there is College Corner. And they have everything you can imagine. I'd like to encourage you, as you're listening to this on Friday, if you're in town, get ready to go get lunch, hang out with some family, hang out with some friends, get ready for the game on Saturday. Right over to College Corner, there's a Columbia Polo, if they have any left. I don't know if they have any left. It's a wicking-type material. 
the shirt is so light. It's so great to the touch. It's got a great feel. And I encourage you to look on the inside and feel the inside of that thing. It's got just enough polyester, just enough spandex. It's a great polo for a hot day. It's the Columbia one, and you'll see it when you walk into the store to the right. It's going to have the perfect logo on in the upper left chest, and it's the perfect polo for you. And that's just one. They've got all the names that you love. They've got all the brands that you love. They've got the logos you want. That's at College Corner. And if they don't have it in the store, or maybe you're in somewhere and you're not able to get to the game this weekend, maybe you're going next weekend to New Orleans. Oh, by the way, it's going to be hot down there too. Go ahead and go online right now. Go to collegecornerstore.com and pick out the perfect polo, the perfect hat. Get it shipped to your house. Tell them you heard about it on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network, and uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate Scott and his entire team for their sponsorship. College Corner, your team with your logos that you like. And coming up in the second half of the show, our good friend, a good friend of the program, Brett Norsworthy. Brett is a pre- and the post-game host on the Ole Miss Radio Network every Saturday. The pre-game show is from the Grove, the post-game show. He's also a co-host on Sports Time on Sports 56 WHBQ every weekday afternoon. And we have a great conversation about not only Ole Miss sports, not only about Mercer, but we talk about the season, talk about the world of college football and encourage you to uh, join in in the second half of the show. Ole Miss and Mercer kicking off at 1 o'clock. We heard from Lane Kiffin in the press conference on Monday would not give a couple of things. He would not give a definitive quarterback starter, and he would not give a depth chart. Just gamesmanship. Nick Saban didn't do it either. Um, so cut from the same cloth, I guess you could say. But everyone kind of knows. The storylines going into the game are pretty simple. Quarterback's going to play. How much does Quinshawn Judkins play? Look, we saw Mercer play last week against North Alabama. They're some form of a run-and-shoot team, only scored 17 points. Held North Alabama, I think, to seven. So, you know, take that for however you want. This is a game in which Ole Miss should win very decisively. It should be over early. So, the good news for an Ole Miss fan is you get an opportunity to see some of those players that we've heard about in fall camp. You know, we've been locked out of scrimmages for the last couple of weeks. What we've been able to see has been very limited in the earlier periods and that sort of thing. So, you're looking at quarterback play, obviously. Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, Walker Howard. Which, you know, what combination of the three are you going to see? Austin Simmons, is there a chance you see him on a couple drives? So, running back room, nothing earth-shattering there. I mean, it's Quinshawn Judkins, obviously. I think we'll see a lot of Ulysses Bentley because we didn't see a lot of him last year. He stayed, he stayed injured so much. So, I think there's a chance for Ulysses uh, Bentley to play. But we're going to see Jam Griffin, and I think we'll see in some type of role Kedrick Wiscano. I think we'll see four deep at, line, at, at, at running back. The question mark I've had for this offense so far has been wide receiver play. And – that's just coming from the, the the opportunities that I've had to see them. That's just coming from conversations that I've had. Jordan Watkins obviously had been dealing with a, a hamstring issue. Those can be something, obviously, to monitor, but we think he'll be a full go. Zakirian Franklin has not practiced yet the transfer out of UTSA. We've heard so many positive things about him. So, Jalen Knox, Aiden Williams, J.J. Henry, Braylon Brown and a combination of kind of all those. But Trey Harris, that's the name, the transfer out of Louisiana Tech that that everybody's kind of talked about. So, and I use the word step up, and, and people have, have told me, why do I say it all the time? Well, I guess I need to come up with something else. But Ole Miss has to have a wide receiver that makes themselves known, <laughs> jumps to the front of the line, insert whatever you want to say, 
but they need two or three wide receivers to to cement that they are the go-to receivers. We still just haven't seen that yet. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Offensive line depth, it's there. Uh, Caleb Warren has been injured this fall camp. You know, he's back. Victor Kearney, along with Eli Acker, have been battling for that guard spot. Everything else kind of set. Jalen Williams, Jeremy James, boy, he's he's locked and loaded. I, I think it's good that Reese McIntyre has got some experience at center, and I think he can play a number of different positions. So the offensive line, very good shape. Tight end was in good shape up until reports recently that Caden Prescorn had hurt his foot. There are reports that there could be a surgery procedure that has happened or will happen. By the time this podcast is released, that would put him out until the Alabama game. Obviously, there are some things at play. If he doesn't have the surgery, it's going to be a lingering issue, but he will play on Saturday, we think. If the surgery occurs and he's out to Alabama, that is not obviously the best-case scenario because you hate for your first game to be against Alabama and Tuscaloosa, for goodness sakes, but you do get the, the issue taken care of. It's going to be a game time deal for him. Uh, as of we recording, as we record this podcast, as we're recording on Thursday night. Full transparency here. We're not sure if the surgery has taken place. So something that definitely will monitor. The good news: Kyron Heath has had a great camp, and Hudson Wolf, a name that we've heard for a couple of years, has, has stepped up and here I go say it again, but has has taken some steps forward. And, and and played that tight end position, you know, pretty well. And then you got Michael Trigg, and, and there's so many unanswered questions with him. It's you don't know if he's playing. You don't. I feel comfortable in saying that he's on the roster, but we don't know anything, you know, further than that. Defensively, Monty Montgomery, John Jean Baptiste, Ashante Sistrunk, Kari Coleman, Suntering Perkins. Linebackers, a position I'm looking at. I want to see how these transfers are gelling together. I think the good news for the linebackers is the defensive line depth is as good as we've seen on paper, good as we've seen on paper. And we'll see, you know, if they can keep some pressure off that linebacking core. Defensive backs, I like them. They're longer. I think they're more athletic than last year. And, look, I, I know, and, you know, David Johnson has said it a, a bunch, and, and I see where he's coming from. And you can't lose to Oregon, Utah, and Ohio State and then get from Louisville a directional Florida school, and Liberty. I, I get it. But here's what I can say about that. They just seem to have a little more depth. DeAndre Prince had the slip up, but should be ready to go. It's a cornerback slot. I, I like him a lot there cornerback. And then, you know, Ladaris Tennyson's going to be someone that's going to come and strike you. If, if they can get his – his ankle issue taken care of along with uh, Trey Washington. Trey Washington is one of my favorite players from last year. Also, uh, in the scrimmage we saw, had a lingering issue uh, with his with his, uh, with his his ankle. So, those are two players that I'm going to be watching. But Tennyson can walk up in that linebacker slot as the, as the safety. So, I think there's some versatile things you can do, but, but don't count out Pete Golding. Don't count him out. He's recruiting lights out. And he's got these guys playing. I I just think the defense comes to play this year. I just don't think they're going to be as much of a detriment as people think. There's just too much there across that defensive line. I think that's where it starts and stops. Chuck Roundsville, who's a good friend, I mean, he, he says it all the time, and I agree with him. I agree with him this year specifically, and he said it on Monday night. 
on Rebel Yo Hotline. It starts and stops with the line of scrimmage. That's where you win in the SEC. And that's me talking, not Chuck, but he he did say that he thinks the game Saturday is going to be evident that Ole Miss is, is much more powerful because of Mercer at the line of scrimmage. And I completely agree. But the good news, I think, you carry that forward against Georgia Tech. They'll be more athletic than Georgia Tech. They'll be better up front than Georgia Tech. And you carry that forward against Tulane, which I think, once again, they'll be better. They'll be more athletic. And they should win the line of scrimmage. If you win the line of scrimmage, odds are you're winning the game. If you don't turn it over and do crazy things with the football. Then you get to Alabama. So Ole Miss just needs to be 3-0 and to get to Alabama. I think they will be. I don't you know, I think that's going to be a tough task. I, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But uh, everybody's kind of looking towards that two-lane game. And look, we look forward to hearing from Brett Norsworthy in the second half of the show, by the way. Brett's fantastic. He's on the Ole Miss Radio Network and knows football ten times more than I could ever dream about doing football. And we talk about the two-lane game and talk about how the talking heads are, <laughs> are going to be saying this is the upset of the week and, you know, take these points here and – Upset alert. Tulane's got to get past South Alabama on Saturday. So, uh, but we'll see. I mean, you know, it's it's going to be a fun one. We'll have wall-to-wall coverage on Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports and Reps247.com next week for that Tulane game. But so many questions, and I think it's going to be a lot of Ole Miss versus Ole Miss, and Brett and I talked about that. And uh, great conversation upcoming, by the way. Thanks for jumping on to, to, to listen today. We've got a, it's, it's been a great show. We've got a great show for you. But so thankful for our sponsors. You get a chance. Say thank you and tell them that uh, you appreciate them being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Brett Norsworthy of Sports 56 WHBQ in Memphis and the Ole Miss Radio Network coming up after the break right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast from the Believe Network. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting from the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code Believe50, B L E A V 50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Alderson Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003. Looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of 
of the Kessinger Real Estate family at KessingerRealEstate.com. And Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. If you're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford, go to the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555. Or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's thegrovecollective.com. Join our team become a member today for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click granger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Welcome back. So happy to have our guest today, Brett Norsworthy, a good friend, but also a college football aficionado in what I like to call a state of Ole Miss athletics. The address is about to come. And Brett, how are you, sir? Thanks for coming on the show. Brett, I'm doing well, and it's our time of year, and it is a great time of year and so ready to, to get to the stadiums, get to the games, get to the tailgates, and that gets all the NIL and portal and conference realignment that moves it to a back burner, and where it should be while we have the games to play. Yeah, and then you get to what we love, and that's the game of college football. And and, and I don't know that anybody loves it any more than we do. Um, Ole Miss, of course, kicking it off on Saturday. against uh, a little bit of a lesser opponent, Brad, but I think if you look at it from what Ole Miss has coming with Tulane, Georgia Tech, and Alabama – it's not a bad start, and it gives an opportunity to kind of feel the quarterbacks out a little bit. Uh, 
that defense under Pete Golding. I think there's some questions there, how they're going to mesh together. But I think more than anything, we didn't get an, a, a, an affirmative answer, a definitive answer from Lane Kiffin about the quarterback play. So at least we'll we'll see who they roll out on Saturday, and I expect it to be Jackson Dart. Yeah, I do too. I think it'll be Jackson Dart, but I think you'll see at least two, maybe three. Who knows? It might be it might be four quarterbacks play Saturday for the Ole Miss Rebels. But and and now, now what I'm getting ready to say with under the guise of all due respect for the opponent for Mercer and FCS opponent. Don't have to remind Ole Miss fans of. What happened one time against the FCS opponent? We know all that. But what this is, is this is largely a game about Ole Miss against Ole Miss. And Ole Miss against that tape. And Ole Miss against people that won't play in time. Well, you got to play well against Mercer. If you want want to log log more snaps against against Tulane and against Georgia Tech and that first SEC game at at Bryant-Denny Stadium, you got to put you got to put it in against Mercer. I think I think as scheduling goes, this is the best time to play this kind of opponent on opening day with the excitement around finally getting back to football and having opening day. I, I much prefer this FCS spot in, in here than I do kind of up in November, like where we played Presbyterian and 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 some other games. I much prefer it, and and my hope for future scheduling across the SEC is when we know in the future a loss or two, maybe even three, doesn't nick you up like it does now. You know, now in FSU and LSU are facing that Sunday night. That the loser of that game goes to the back of the line yeah. in that, that eight, ten, twelve teams that can be in the mix this year. Well next year it won't bother you as much and even two losses won't bother you as much. So what I want in the future for sure nine SEC league games. For sure that. I wish we had 10, uh, and, I, and I think the, t- the, the TV partner would prefer that to, b- to bolster their inventory and, and their carriage and, and their ability to go out and sell that. I know a lot of the coaches would be very opposed to that, but also for the fans, we've got to build some value in the fans spending this money on season tickets. They don't want to go see these kind of games anywhere across the SEC. I'm not saying all of college football should eschew playing FCS, but I think it's a bad look for the SEC to play FCS games. I'd like to go to a 10-game schedule for the SEC and then those two non-conference games both be against FBS and one of the two against what is now Power 5 conference scheduling. And and when when we did that, you know, bring in Tulane, bring in Southern Miss, bring in Memphis, bring in Arkansas State, play play Troy, play Middle Tennessee, uh, keep it keep it FBS, and then for that other game, do like we did with Cal, do like we're going to do with Wake Forest, do like we're doing with Georgia Tech, have that kind of game. Maybe maybe play a, a a Big Twelve opponent, an Arizona or an Arizona State, like Mississippi State's playing Arizona. I, I just think we got to create some value in our season tickets because I, I think Saturday across college football, across the SEC, it places against, against SEC, against FCS, there are going to be a lot of empty seats. Those are all great points. And um, sticking with Ole Miss, Brett, you, you kind of have to go backwards to go forwards. And we won't live in the past very much, but losing five out of the last six, the way last year ended, losing the Egg Bowl, and then, of course, losing the bowl game for Ole Miss after starting so strong 
uh, last year. Now, we knew the schedule was going to get tougher in the, the second half of the, the season. Didn't really expect it to end like it did. How much is that playing into a factor for some of these players that are returning? How much is it playing in a factor for a head coach, Lane Kiffin, about righting some wrongs from last year? And how much is it playing a factor for Pete Golding to say, you know what, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to completely change this defense, and we're going to be a team to be reckoned with? Well, the dynamic from last year has got to be put in last year. It's got to be put in the rearview mirror. And, you know, Coach Kiffin's focus is today, the pro mindset right here before you. So you really can't be looking back. So staff and personnel, and the personnel has, has changed a lot, as it, it always has in college football, but it really is changing a lot now. I mean, it's even changed. You know, we've had additions in the last two weeks. We've had additions in the last – Four weeks. We sure had additions since spring ended. We had a lot of additions since last year ended. But how last year ended still smarts with a lot of fans because, yes, we did know that 8-1 and one was good and it was fun and we sure enjoyed the win at Texas A&M to get to 8-1 and one before that open date. But then how it ended. Brad, I know you and your listeners, everybody college football related, knows the old saying about don't let Alabama beat you twice. Yes. Well, they, they beat us three or four times. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. And, you know, we talked about the depth at running back. You know, Zach Evans gets knocked out. Ulysses Bentley, who unfortunately has been injured his entire career at Ole Miss, it seems like. And then uh, Quinson Jenkins was just spent at the end of the game. And so he was a decoy. And one, two, three, four plays later, and Alabama wins the game. So depth is a key. And let's look at that offense just for a moment. We've already talked about quarterback play and what you kind of expect. Let's talk about running back play now. With a healthy Ulysses Bentley along with Quinshawn Jenkins, now all of a sudden you've got a Kedrick Riscano who's a freshman. May see him uh, tote the ball a little. But I think Jam Griffin may be a fly in the ointment there. I think that may be somebody that could disrupt that running back room. Well, somebody that can come in and contribute, come in and take care of the football, come in and, 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 and play tough. We want Ulysses Bentley well. And Kedrick Riscano, I don't think he will have quite the splash as a freshman that last year's freshman splashed with that was and a big last splash year's freshman, last year's freshman is now this year's sophomore oh, yeah quinchon judkins he, he he is all that 1567 yards last year and you know just with a, a a modest year this year i mean just around 900 to a thousand yards he's going to do that with a, i think a very good offensive line uh he, you know he's going to move up the charts in the all-time all-time old miss rushing records and what he did last year he 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 showed he showed that grit he showed that ability inside outside uh with 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 a hole there we know how 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 dangerous he can be and a lot of times he could he could create his own running lane and down the stretch of that said Alabama game you know he just ran out of gas or I felt like Ole Miss was poised to win that game 31-30 and then I don't know how the rest of the year plays out but that is last year both pro and negative last year for the 1567s in the past and down the stretch is as well. Brad, a position that has been concerning for me all during spring and fall camp is at wide receiver. There's been a little bit of a lingering injury with Jordan Watkins. Of course, Zachary Franklin, the UTSA transfer, still not able to practice. Not a lot of depth right now that we know of. Obviously, Aiden Williams out of Ridgeland has had a pretty good fall camp. Position that, that I'm going to be watching who are some names there, and who are some players that you're hoping can take a step forward for Ole Miss at wide receiver? Well, it's going to be by committee uh, to start out, but then we want someone to emerge. And last year, it, it really no, – no one ever emerged. We'd have people by committee 
some of the year, but I think one of the people, one of the players that can really help is a true freshman Aiden Williams. He's going to be he's going to be counted on. We, we we need him to help. Now, one thing that is hurting the Ole Miss perception at wide wide receiver, and and I I think it's also in reality is Brad. We we just had. I mean, gravity's getting Ole Miss a little bit to come down from those receivers. I'll even include Jonathan Mingo in there. I'll include Drummond in there. But for sure, Elijah Moore and for sure, AJ and DK and Laquan and, and you know back and back back to you know so, so many so you know to feeding Moncrief to so many players. We've just had such an abundance at wide receiver. You know, it's kind of settled in a little bit, and we're kind of trying to find somebody a little bit on the fly. To emerge, and I think somebody will. And in that offense, with Quinshawn Judkins keeping that defense, keeping that defense honest, and also with Caden Prescorn at tight end, what what can be done at tight end this year at Ole Miss for for, with, for Lane Kiffin's offense? Is, I think is what he's dreamed of, and he really hadn't been able to do it his first year. Kenny Yaboa was off to a big start, and then kind of. Kind of had the, the end of the year grind for him in that that COVID year, and then in, either injuries get us or inconsistent play has gotten us at tight end. Now with Caden Prescorn and Michael Trigg, I, I think it can finally be the quarterback's best friend, and that's what the tight end is. I mean, you, you look across the NFL. Now the rules are a little different because of the hash marks and even even some of the. The, the the launching and, and roughness penalties in the NFL. I mean, you you just can't launch it at Travis Kelsey or, or or Jay Graham or any of those you know great NFL tight ends. And, and in in college, the quarterback always needs to find that guy because it, it, it's almost like in the NFL they're running down the middle of the field wide open every play. They're the biggest player out there, and they're faster than everybody except for the defensive backs. Jumping over to that defense, Brett, you transition nicely there if recruiting is any indication Pete Golding's going to be a home run as a defensive coordinator at Ole Miss he's hit the ground running and from everything we've seen this defense is maybe not full of a lot of names but it appears to be full of a lot of dudes and a lot of athletes I know I'm excited to see how the defense uh, is run out there on Saturday I'm very excited about it and one one of those players will be a newcomer Sunterine Perkins and I don't I don't think we get him without getting Pete Golding on this staff. I'm very happy to have Pete Golding, and it, it looks like it's really going to uh, mesh nicely, and he is fit in perfectly. He's, he's in lockstep with, with Coach Lane Kiffin. I think probably, probably the, 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 the best synchronicity Lane has had with his defensive guy since, since he's been at Ole Miss, and I think he loves his staff, and you know it, it's a lot of new. He's, he, he has settled in with – with Charlie Weiss on the offensive side and, and what Coach Kiffin knows about offensive football is truly uh, genius level. And, and, and everybody recognizes that. But on defense, uh, we, we, need, we need Pete Golding's energy. We need him in recruiting, and it's, and it's already helping. But it will help also in game planning and, and in strategy. He's more than just a recruiter. You know, prior to his arrival, Stephon Wynn, uh, Jared Ivey, they had started padding that defensive line. You – even prior to your days at the Ole Miss Radio Network, you, you covered SEC football, and I know you you covered Ole Miss extensively. Have you ever in your career seen a defensive line as loaded in regards to depth as Ole Miss has for this year? What, what, starting out, it re- really feels that way. But, you know, Brad, it always feels like on opening day, even when you do have depth. And it is it is the, the, the best depth, I think, on paper uh, going yeah, into I should have said season. on paper, you're right. 
at zero and zero that, that I've ever seen. But we also know by the time we get to Thanksgiving night and the Egg Bowl, you know, we're down to two or we, we just need two or three to, to be out there. Sure think we have that. And, and this year, a healthy Cedric Johnson, you know, he just really never was last year. I, I'm not saying it was 75%, but it was never 100%. I don't right. know what the percentage was, but I know it wasn't 100%. I think you're going to see the big step up for J.J. Pekis. He got better over the course of last year. And then the guys you can you can run in, you know, to, to spell them and, and, and give them a break. And we, we know that's really the difference makers in a lot of these SEC games is, is that guy that can get after the quarterback. Brad, they don't want you, you know, creaming the quarterback anymore. They don't want the quarterback in the Al Davis mantra to go down and go down hard. They just don't want that by rule. But you got to move them off that spot. You got to get them uncomfortable. And late in that Alabama game, for it, for as heartbreaking as that game was, and I think for that day, for that three hours, I thought Ole Miss was better than Bama that day. Maybe not overall, maybe not in a series, but for that three hours at Vault Hemingway, I thought Ole Miss was better. And the difference is we couldn't get Bryce Young uncomfortable. We got to make that big those, those, these big time run past quarterbacks uncomfortable, and you got to do it week two down until at Tulane. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen this defensive front roll ones and twos, and there's just not a lot of separation. And to me, that tells me that the depth is finally getting there for head coach Lane Kiffin. The linebacker, maybe not as much depth. You talked about Sunterine Perkins, the transfer out of Money Montgomery, along with John Jean Baptiste, Asante Sistrunk. Those appear to be the four names. And then depending on what Ladarius Tennyson, they, they, they've talked about walking him up from the safety position and as one of those linebackers. Probably not seeing a ton of linebacker play, maybe only two in some sets for, for Pete Golding. But that's definitely a position where there are some questions. Well, there are, and you talk about Ladarius Tennyson and Kari Coleman on that defense side. Both of them last year, 10 tackles each for losses last year. And while they're not very big, they are fast, and they do play really hard. I tell you, it is fun to watch how Ladarius Tennyson plays, and he, he's always around the ball. He's always at the bottom of the pile, and, and, and that that that's worth a, a lot. But this old Miss defense, if, if it can improve its SEC rank by a spot or two, just a spot or two. At the end of the year, if Ole Miss is, say, seventh in overall team defense in the SEC, I think that would redound to a really fun year, really good year. Just one or two more questions for Brad. We're so grateful he joined us today. Looking at the schedule, and we've all kind of dissected this all summer long. It appears to be, Brett, the stretch from September 23rd at Alabama all the way down to October 21st at Auburn with Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, Auburn. To me, that's the – to use a boxing term here, that's a tell of the tape. Tell me what the team does in those four games, and I think that uh, definitely lays out how this team does uh, throughout the year. Curious is your take on the schedule this year. Yeah, Brad, you, you and I have talked a lot about it off there and in private, and we, I'll say the same thing I said off. I'm, I'm going to say it on for the public. I think after six, we'll largely kind of know what, what this year is going to be like. Then There'll be half the season left after that, and who knows? You, you could run them all, but probably – want with having to go to Athens to play the two-time national champs and pick by many to go three-peat in Georgia. The schedule's tough. The schedule's tough, not just with all due respect to the opponent on opening day with Mercer, but it starts in week two at Tulane and then week three for Georgia Tech. And both of those motivated by the the revenge factor. Tulane, remember, two years ago in the monsoon, mm-hmm. 
when they were displaced and the season was already going, you know, kind of off the rails for them, came in and just, you know, Ole Miss just put it on them. They remember that. Reigning Cotton Bowl champs beat Caleb Williams, put up 46 on USC, had three over 300 yards rushing against SC. So they're going to be plenty motivated by that. I do think they have a, a sneaky trap game this week, though, against Kane Walmack in South too. Alabama. And then Georgia Tech, that really, that they, they just quit in that game last year, and the coaching change uh, ensued after that. And one one more quick thing before we let you go. Let's talk about that Tulane, uh, since we won't get to talk to you again. If, if you look at that game, we had Keith Carter on the program, and, and I'll be honest with you, Brad, he, he all but intimated that Ole Miss has no interest in going back down to Yulman Stadium, getting 3,000 tickets, and being snuffed out of a road game to where Ole Miss is – for the lack of a better word, doing Tulane a favor. And when this game was scheduled to be fair to Ross B. York, there was no Yulman Stadium, and no one expected Tulane to be the juggernaut that they are right now. What are your thoughts about – look, I'm the number one person. I was beating the drum. Ole Miss should do two for one uh, with Tulane, go down there, have a party. But, Brett, it's not setting up like that, and there's probably going to be no more than five or 6,000 Ole Miss fans in the stands, uh, and it's, it, it's not setting up to what Ole Miss fans really want on a trip to New Orleans. No, what what we really want, and 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 I'm talking me as well, just 100 percent purely selfish, is we want that game in the dome. Where yeah, we have about dome, 25, yeah. where we have about 25,000 people there, and they have about 10,000 people there. But that's not the case in this. It's going to get played, at, and I I don't mind it. I understand the 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 reticence from the administration. I don't blame them at all, and they have to look at it not just from wins and losses. They have to look at it from uh, for the, the profit point of view, I don't, I don't blame them at all looking at it like that. I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm looking forward to going to Tulane. Hadn't played them on campus in a long time yeah. since old Tulane Stadium. And, and I'm looking forward to it. And I, I think we'll play really, really well. Everybody, it's going to be the cheeky, sexy, hot take pick next week of Tulane straight up, getting the points at home at Yeoman. I can't wait for it. I can't either. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be good for this team, honestly, Brett, to, to face some adversity early. I uh, agree. I, I just think Quinshawn Jenkins is going to run for his life. I mean, I think he's going to have over 200 rushing yards. I don't think they're going to stop him. And I think Ole Miss wins by a couple of touchdowns. But, but whatever. We'll let the talking heads say what they want. Uh, and uh, I know they've got all of the – all their hot takes and all that good stuff. He's, of course, Brett Norsworthy. You can hear him every Saturday from the Grove, the pre- and post-game show on the Ole Miss Radio Network covering Ole Miss football. He's, of course, part of the Sports Time family on Sports 56 WHBQ in Memphis every weekday afternoon. Brett, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you, Brett. Enjoy the year. And thanks very much to Brett Norsworthy for joining the show. He's a great friend of the program and Boy, his insight is just incredible. Thanks, Brad. We really appreciate you joining us. It's Ole Miss and Mercer, 1 o'clock kickoff. It's going to be, I'm not going to say hot. I'm going to say comfortable because who cares? It's college football season. It's here, and Ole Miss is kicking it off. You're looking at the quarterback. You're looking at the linebacker play. Are you looking at wide receiver? Everybody's kind of got something they're looking for. But here's the thing. College football's here. And we're so grateful you're part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. We will have a full coverage wall-to-wall podcast following the game, and we're so excited that you're a part of this podcast. By the way, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. It will go directly to your listening device, whether it be your iPad, your computer, your phone, or wherever you get your podcasts. We truly do appreciate you. Thanks again. We'll talk to you after Ole Miss and Mercer right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Thank you.
You've been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.